Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Have you ever thought about retiring early? Like, I mean, in your 40s and your 50s, I know it's a pipe dream for most of us. But have you ever actually thought about what would you be willing to sacrifice? How hard would you be willing to work in your 30s and in your 40s and your 50s? to get that little bit of early retirement. There's actually a movement of people here in Ireland doing what they can to try to retire early. And uh, one of them is Michael, who's with us on the line today in Limerick. Michael, what does your work and life look like now at the minute? Yeah, so it's definitely extreme. So I'm effectively working two jobs at the moment. So um, I I basically am a software developer. I work for a European client during during the morning time and then I pick up a US contract in the evening time to... uh, to try and push things along, I guess. And what about the, um, like, how many hours are we talking? Uh, it, de- it depends on the day, but uh, typically anywhere between 12 to 16 hours per day um, in, most, in most cases. 12 to 16 per day? Yeah, correct. And what, so do you, like, give you any free time? Uh, yeah, do you know what? It's, it's amazing how you can still find it true throughout the day here and there, you know, but between lunch breaks and so on. So, yeah, absolutely. Where I can, and and I try and try and try and fit time in for myself, and and certainly value the weekend. So, are your are your weekends consumed then with work typically too? No, no, no. I, I certainly I certainly make sure that I have the weekends for myself. Try and get a golf game in, and uh, have various community uh, okay. responsibilities as well. Um, tell us a little bit about the the movement fire. Sure. So, I mean, to be honest, it's largely a lifestyle movement in terms of trying to, I guess, take control and, and feel that you've got a sense of control over your money. Um, I think, you know, today with the cost of living crisis and everything, it's very easy for us to feel like we're out of control. So by by embracing the FIRE movement, it allows us, I guess, to take back some of that control and, and feel like we have uh, some control over our finances. I should say as well, FIRE, by the way, it stands for Financial independence retire early but like effectively michael this is a group of people who are doing what you are doing they're working you know 12 16 even more hours uh often five to seven days a week to to try and push which well, is supposed to, to try and and kind of do the the super early retirement yeah it definitely depends like i'm certainly of of, of the extreme of working two jobs and most people wouldn't actually be doing that but, but there's certainly other ways to approach it i mean in my case I'm potentially only a, a few years away now from, from retiring in, in my early 40s if I wanted to. But at the same time, I might decide, right, I've had enough of working two jobs. Let's just stretch this out over 10 years and, and retire in my early 50s. So it really depends on how you approach it. And there's no one size fits all way to, to kind of handle it. And it really depends. I mean, even in my case, I might work two jobs for three, six months, three to six months, but then I might decide, right, it's time to take a break now and, and just cut back for a little while. So it's all about doing what you can do with the, with the bigger picture in mind. So your plan at the minute is to continue working as you are. And if you do that, I mean, I don't know how much of your, your you know, uh, financials you want to share with us on the programme, but like you'd be Go in on. a position to to finish up in your early 40s at the way you're going. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, just, just to put some numbers on it and some perspective, like we're currently saving as a family around 75% of our income. So it's a, it's a massive savings rate. And that's, that's certainly grown over the last number of years. I think when I started in 2018, we were barely able to save 10% of our income. So it's, it's something which has gradually increased by basically taking on, on more money and, and increasing our income 
but also reducing our expenses over time and, and you know, valuing our, our time freedom and understanding that, look, this could actually happen. And I guess, you know, over the last number of years, it's, it's starting to get a little bit closer now. Um, you know, we, we've, we've started to really put a, a portfolio together. We we have some, um, you know, we, we've bought shares and, and stocks, and then we have a few investment properties as well. So it is starting to become something which which is looking realistic. Uh, stay with us, Michael, because there's a number of other people, you know, that are kind of in the same position as yourself. But, but ultimately, the goal, you know, is to kind of to, to reach that early retirement. Um, Owen McGee, of course, financial expert, is with us here in the programme as well. Owen, can you just explain um, how feasible, like, how feasible is it to do what Michael's doing? It's all to do with balance, to be honest with you. It's about, for me, it's, it is actually achievable if you make the serious sacrifices that need to be made, like saving 75% of your wage is a sacrifice. I absolutely commend it. Like, I think if you make that decision and you go and do it, I'm fully behind it and go for it. And the end goal, I think it's interesting listening to him there. He's talking about, I'll do it for three years and then I can get out. Or I might just take the foot off the pedal a little bit and work for the next 10 years. And it's about making sure that you're not sacrificing today for something in the future and making sure that you're still enjoying today. And it sounds like he is, and it sounds like it's a challenge to him. He sounds like he's getting the buzz off it, and it's great, and he's achieving what he's wanting to achieve. But you need to make sure that the balance is right. And just to put some numbers on this, like when you when you look at it, imagine you have a 20-year-old, goes into a job for the very first time, and let's imagine they manage to get a salary of 50K. And, that's, and the only reason I'm giving them a salary of 50K is because of the numbers that I have in my head. Yeah. Let's say they say at 20 years of age, and um, I want to retire at 40. They would need to save 88% of their salary for the next 20 years to be able to then have 50 grand a year for the rest of their lives. And that, that's a very difficult thing to do. But you know what? It's interesting to hear Michael saying there that he started this in 2018. It's easier for someone starting in their job for the very first time to do this than someone who's already established in their job and their lifestyle has been accustomed mm. to this salary to then one day turn around and turn it off. Whereas if you have a 20-year-old or 22-year-old, whatever it is, just coming out of college, it's the first time they're used to having no money and then they go into their first full-time job and all of a sudden they have money, their lifestyle hasn't expanded to fill their income yet. And therefore, they can make the choice at that point to do it. But I have to say, of all the kind of fire, of all the kind of movements that are out there, fire is something as a financial planner, of course, I'm behind. People have to be very careful about balance. Well, that's the thing. Like, Michael, do you feel you have the balance? Not at the moment. No, not always. And yeah. that's, that's what I mean. It depends. You go, you go through phases. It's it's really is, is tough. Um, so there are times where I where I clearly don't have balance, and and I'm well familiar with that. And and again, it's it's about having that bigger picture in mind, and then you make changes. So it might be a case of of changing a job every so often if I need to, or like I said, taking a break from one, or or just just dealing with that as as best I can. So. Um, yeah, look, it, it is extreme for sure, but um, we just try and do it within within the parameters yeah. that we can. Because when you think about it from a numbers perspective, like if somebody was to say to me, right, for the next you know five or six years, Andrea, you you can't go out, you can't socialise, you can maybe have one or two nights out in the year. There's no holiday, but you could retire, you know, a bit earlier, maybe sixties or you know late fifties or whatever. I actually don't know that I would want to sacrifice the full I- like the social life now for that i i have to say there andrea when we when i as a financial planner in private practice i sit down with clients and we'll often have with a couple you'll have that dynamic going on where one of them 
cannot sleep at night because they're worried how are they going to be able to afford to put bread and milk on the table in retirement. And they're sacrificing today because they're really worried about that long-term financial future. Whereas the other person in the couple might be going, could be dead tomorrow. Let's just enjoy today, right? And what a good <laughs> that's the me. Yeah, that's <laughs> you and we're probably Michael's probably the baby is on the other side. But that's but the, the, a good financial plan. What it does is it addresses both concerns. You look after the long term financial future in a way that's balanced for the couple, and or if you're an individual, it doesn't matter. In a way that's balanced for you. And once the long term financial future is looked after, then you can start mm. to enjoy today guilt free. And without worry. You see, and you can satisfy both sides. And when you listen to Michael and what he's saying there, what he's saying there is right now, this week, it suits him to work 15, 16 hours a day, five days a week. But if he feels he needs to change that, he'll change that yeah, in the future. Yeah. And that's because he is addressing the balance. Yeah, there. but that, I suppose not every industry can, can adapt in, in that way, Owen. And I'm just conscious, I suppose, of, you know, people like we're constantly talking about the cost of living at the moment. And, and it's hard enough to plan for the winter and the year ahead, you know, for let alone even to start think about 10 and 20 and 30 years down the line. But I know you kind of have a sort of a, a numbers or a ratio. Um, I don't want to say it's what you should be putting away, but it, it's often maybe just a little bit of a guide, you know, a, yeah. a goal, if you like, um, as to what we, we should be thinking about to just cover the cost of down the line. Yeah, well, sorry, but when, when when people ask me, and I don't know, Andre, I'm sure you watch Instagram on a Saturday when I'm answering questions to people, and people fire questions at me all day Saturday, and I answer them all day Saturday and Sunday morning, and one of the questions that comes back all the time is, how much should I be saving? And Michael's talking there about 75%. I threw out a number there at 88%. For people who aren't in that position and haven't made those sacrifices and haven't got accustomed to that, what I would say is you absolutely need to be saving 10% of your salary just to cover life's emergency. 15% of you starting to kind of get ahead of life. And my clients, my private practice clients, any of them who have really created wealth are well above 20%. And like Michael's shown it figures there are 75%. That's not going to suit everybody. And some people, to be honest with you, we get them to financial independence at whatever age that is. And everyone does have a date of financial independence in their life. But lots of clients reach that point and say, I don't want to give up work. In fact, what the beauty of reaching financial independence or Michael achieving fire is when he's achieved that or when you've reached financial independence, you're going to work tomorrow because you want to mm, and not because you need different. to. And that's a massive, massive... Think about it, Andrea. You're driving home tonight. You had a tough day in the office and you're just really, oh God, do I, do I have to go in tomorrow? No, I don't. I've reached financial independence or I've reached fire and I don't need to go in tomorrow. And that can be liberating for people. Uh, Clara's on the line as well, uh, Owen and Michael. Um, Clara, you're also in Limerick. I mean, what's your plans around retirement? Hi there. How are you? Well, for me, it's really, I have a more of a long-term perspective, having started a little bit later. And of course, my own um, life is the starting point. I'm not in a couple. I am a single parent with three kids. And I've only really discovered fire um, about three years ago. So up until that point, I had been saving some, but not in a, in, in an intentional way, you know, specifically to retire early. So my financial plans in the long term is like, okay, around 50s, 50 something, so about 10 years from now, I expect to be retired. But I'm taking a, a little bit of a different approach, a different route um, than Michael there. <laughs> And is that like at the the like? Can you give us an insight into, I suppose, your work and day or the sort of hours? Like Michael talked about twelve to you know to, to sixteen hours, two jobs. 
Yes. I, you know what? The thing is, with being a single parent is that you're already doing a full-time job looking after yes. your kids. Plus, I had a full-time job uh, working in a company when I was in the UK. And those about five years within the single parenting lifestyle, I, I burnt out, literally burnt out. So that is not a sustainable way of living for me. And I, I realized I needed to have a balance and still still do, you know, incremental changes and progress. You know, so my, my retirement plan is like a, a line going forward, but in a squizzly format, you know, not going completely in a direct line. I balance it out a little bit more. I now run my own solo, um, solo trader. I have two companies within the solo trader. Um, and I'm also, I position myself to work with startup tech companies. So I provide services and I also, um, you know, take on stocks and shares. And I, I see that th- this is a format of, of, of creating income or creating wealth in, uh, in, in a bit different from than a salary, you know, just, just receiving salary mm-hmm. on a monthly basis. So my hours really are, um, you know, I have a one, one job in the morning, one job in the afternoon, and my evenings are dedicated to the children. So I'm balanced in that way. I can't just burn for my bridges. I know. And, and, and even I do exercise, I spend time with them as well. So And even with that balance, Clara, like, do, do you feel that you're, you're getting balance, though? Do you know what I mean? In terms of trying to, well, I suppose, weigh up, weigh up everything, like. Yes, because in the end of the day, it's to me, I'm not in a fast track, you know, mentality. One of the things that I realized was when I joined the fire movement and there's there's this, this drive sometimes to, you know, the FOMO, your fear of missing out <laughs> or the comparison of when other people are on a different trajectory or have, you know, apparently been more successful than yourself. I've realized that for me, a healthy lifestyle, a healthy balance with my family and still progressing, still having that journey because, you know, the fire, retire early is a goal, but it's a journey leading to that goal. So enjoying that process. So I do exercise pretty much every day. I do have my 30 minutes walk to, you know, connect with nature. I, it's more of a stable and balanced, but continuous journey forward, you know? So I, in, in my, in my view, it might take a little longer, but I'm enjoying the trajectory. Yeah. Um, yeah, go on ahead. One of the things that I know, like, if your listeners listening to this, they're kind of going, Michael sounds like he's kind of a contractor and he can take on a contractor to train. And, and Clara's saying there, she's working for herself as well. The big thing about fire isn't like not everyone's in a position where they can take on extra work or earn extra income in no. any way. The big thing about fire is more about controlling your expenditure. Because it's all relative. Like, if your income is 50 grand and you can dramatically reduce your expenditure, however you do it in the current environment, it's the expenditure. Because how much money you need in retirement or when for you to stop working for the rest of your days is absolutely determined by how much money you need to spend every year for your retirement or for the rest of your days. And it's the expenses that are the big controlling thing here that you need to get on top of. If you're in a great position that you can add a bit of extra income to, your, to yourself, great, brilliant, and you might get there a bit sooner. But I would hate your listeners to be listening to this and kind of think to themselves, oh, I, that, I can't control my income, so fire is not for me. Yeah. It's about the expenses. It's not necessarily about the income. I did actually touch on this. One of the concerns I have is, I touched on, I, I spoke about fire in my second book, How to Make Your Money Work. And one of the things that is concerning is, is when you do look online and, um, and you're looking at some of them, People have used some data or some stats that were created by a guy called Bill, William Bengen. Now, not every, no, I'm sure not everybody. I'd be interested to hear Clara and Michael, but it was created in 1994. The stats were 1994, and they're quite out of date. And they're based on a U.S. 
kind of figures as opposed to a European or even an Irish number. And it, well, you have to be very careful about the calculations you're doing. And people will sit down and kind of go, OK, so for every million euro under Bengen's rule or for every million euro you have in your bank account, we'll give you about 40 grand a year. But there's a lot of things that you have to be careful about that will that figure actually work out for me in the current climate and what does it look like? And was William Bengen thinking about people retiring at mm. 40 or retiring okay. at 60? But and you to be careful about it. Just, I suppose, the early retirement, uh, well, I'm speaking for myself anyway, is definitely out of reach. Um, well, it's out of reach for me and I'm sure for a lot of people too, Owen. But like, what are the kind of, well, maybe more simple tips or things that, you know, I and others should be looking at? control your controllables. Like, there's stuff that's in your... And one of the things that people miss out on, like the biggest tip they could give is, and I'm not sure if Clara and Michael are using it, the biggest tip I could I would say is, is people try to save with their after-tax income. There's a structure there where you can save with your before-tax income. And when you do that, you can save considerably more because you put the money into savings before the tax man takes their money out of it. And people listen to this, oh, jeez, I'd be interested in that. And then I throw the word pension at it and people go, oh, I don't like pension. Like, it's the only way you can save with your before-tax income. And people think, oh, you put money into pensions and something went wrong. I wouldn't put money into a pension because my friend, they lost money in their pension. That's a bit like saying, I don't eat food because my friend got food poisoning. Pensions aren't the problem. It's what pensions, but some people make decisions around what way they invest their pensions can be problematic. But, like, that's the biggest tip I can mm. give anybody. Okay. Now, it's no good for you if you're retiring at 40 because you can't access the pension until you're 50. But you know what? You'll still need to put bread and milk on the table yeah, and I know. onwards as well. And there's an interesting text in here, too, from one of our listeners who just makes the point, you know, even with all the money in the world, I would never give up the early years of having time with my young children uh, just to be in a position to retire at an earlier age. And I imagine there's probably a lot of people that maybe feel uh, like that, too. 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us, though. Finally, Financial expert Owen McGee, Michael and Clara, thanks a million as well to you both uh, for joining us and for sharing your experience with us here on the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.